And I wanted to start off by telling you thank you. Thank you for spending your time committing to peace, committing to having a loving heart because we sure need it, right? The world needs more love, more acceptance, more peace. And it starts within. And um, it just does. There's, uh, we would love to have it be outside of us, but it's not, it's your responsibility. So you taking this time is a huge service to everyone. So thank you for that, for joining me. Um, first, I'm gonna start with my favorite brain guy is Jim Quick. And when you are learning something, the most helpful thing to do um, is to pretend you don't know anything. So if you can blank slate right now and pretend like you are just learning everything the first time. So there's no expectations, there's no anything. You're just like, yeah, I'm excited to learn. It's really helpful. Um, the other thing is information is useless. Information, so like people say knowledge is power, and I love how Jim Quick says knowledge isn't power, applied knowledge is power. So if you know these things, what's the point, right? Like one of the one of the books I was reading, they said there was this spiritual guru in New York City and and she gave all these workshops. And one time they were leaving the workshop and she was getting her car, was getting towed. And she was just like freaking out and swearing at the tow truck driver. And they're like, hmm, so <laughs> maybe, maybe we're not so like spiritual if you're gonna freak out about that. So that's the thing is, um, uh, there's no, there's no point in knowing things if you don't know how to apply them practically in your life. And so that's why we want to blank slate our brain, open up. I am open to learning new things and information plus emotion is long-term memory. So for you guys to remember this stuff, the rest of your life is emotion. So when someone is, sh is sharing or I am sharing, it's really helpful if you can apply it in some way to you and feel those emotions so that the information sticks to that brain. <sighs> so here we go, we're gonna get started. There are some new people here. And so I, ha I have to share a little bit about me. And I don't like to do that, but I will do that. My name is Annie. I, um, I live in Southern Nevada. I have five kids and I'm married to my high school sweetheart. Some people don't know that. Uh, he and I have been friends for 22 years and we've been married for 17. And um, I love reading. I love being outside. I love the mountains and um, I do love being a mom. I had an interesting journey to end up here being a mindfulness mentor um, and teacher. I always wanted to be a teacher. I thought I would teach English literature um, or I thought I would teach ballet. I majored in both. Um, I didn't finish my ballet degree, but I finished my English degree. And um, uh, I, I've written and I've taught ballet and I never was happy. Each time I've had periods of my life where I've had what the world says makes you happy. So I've had 
really nice body. Um, I have great kids. Uh, I have a house. I have property. I have friends. And um, and then I was running a business. I was primary president in my church. Everything that the world says means I'm doing awesome. And it wasn't working for me. And um, I remember I was at my therapist's office and saying, I, everything is dark again. Like I had been on antidepressants and therapy for three years and everything was going dark again, even though everything was going great. And I was really upset. And he mentioned, well, let's try another med. Like let's add more meds to your meds. And I think it was on three at that point. And I was like, no, there's got to be something going on that I s still feel empty. No matter how much I'm holding that the world tells me is amazing, I'm empty inside. So that, I had a girlfriend tell me to read You're a Badass by Jen Sincero, and I wouldn't. So she gave me the book and made me read it, and that changed everything. And I, so I have been down this rabbit hole since... 2016 and I love it and it's amazing and meditation and mindfulness saved my life saved my marriage it saved my relationship with my children it saved um, it's amazing so and one of my favorite quotes is from Alan Arkin and I'm totally chopping it up and um, he said I went to therapy for seven years therapy is great at teaching you everything that you are not. You are not what people tell you are. You are not the labels that people give you. You are not what your brain tells you you are. But meditation taught me who I am cannot be expressed in words. So you guys are finding out right now who you are not. And it sucks, right? It's also good, but so I'm hoping with this Peaceful Presence course that you will feel those moments of spirit whispering to you. You are more than what you, your brain has been telling you. You are destined for more. You have more within you. There is more available to you than your eyes, ears, and body can ever understand. Um, because I believe we are all eternal spirit. You are an immortal spirit. You are whole right now. Everything has been released and forgiven and everything is amazing. So remembering that and coming back to spirit is a huge part of being present. So I try not to use words that trigger people. Um, because like heavenly father actually was a word I used a lot growing up that's a trigger word for me now so I usually say god that's not a trigger word for me isn't that funny because I didn't really use that word a lot growing up you can use source you can use universe you can put in whatever the poop you want I don't care um but I do just say what whatever it is to me it's, it's all the same thing and peacefulness starts with your connection to source um so far you know how to be peaceful okay and you know how to be present because you you could i bet i could blindfold you and drop you off into the middle of nowhere and you would know how to be upset you know how to be upset 
you could play the upset, disappointed role, right? Like, easy. I, I know how to be upset at the world. I know how to be disappointed, which means you, when you say, I know how to be anxious, I know how to be depressed, that means you know how to be peaceful because it's the opposite. So you know how to be peaceful, but it means breaking down and being open to the opposite. One of my favorite TV shows, I think I share this one a lot, is Seinfeld. Um, Seinfeld is classic. If you want to know what ego is, every character in Seinfeld is like an aspect of ego and they're living 100% through it. It's why it bugs a lot of people. Like, I can't stand that show. I love it because it's hilarious because each one of them is this little ego trying to just manipulate everyone and be on top and it's just hilarious. So anyways, there's the character George and um, George Costanza and he's always the odd man out. He's always unlucky. And one day he decides, I'm gonna do everything the opposite of what I do because obviously my life sucks. So um, he's at the diner and he orders the complete opposite of what he usually orders. Like he usually gets tuna on rye and he gets like chicken salad on wheat or something. Anyways, there's a girl who orders the same thing and she goes, I ordered the same thing. And instead of lying to her and saying, you know, or I guess instead of going up to her, he wouldn't have gone up to her. He goes up to her, because remember, opposite. And instead of lying to her, he goes, hi, I'm George, I'm unemployed, and I live with my parents. And she's totally turned on by that. And they start dating, and she gets him a job with the New York Yankees. And when he's in his, his interview with the New York Yankees, they're like, tell us how you are you know, qualified for this job. He's like, I'm not, I'm not qualified for this job. And they give him the job because he's so honest. So I always love that because it reminds me to relax that when my ego tells me I have to be perfect to teach, I have to be perfect to parent, I have to do all of these things. I can see how I've done that before and it, it doesn't work. And even if it does work, it's not fulfilling. So I don't want to feed you anything. I'm not going to teach you how to manifest anything because what would be the point? If you are not manifesting from peaceful presence, it will not fulfill you. You'll just be cranky with a few more things. So we don't want that. I'm not going to waste your time. And I feel like consciousness is shifting and we're moving past that. So that's a little bit about me. That took a lot longer than I thought. Sorry about that. Um, so let's talk about some stuff, all right? So being peaceful. I want you to think when I when you go to the movies, I like to read books and with some of our kids we have them read the book before they can watch the movie. Now, let's say I have read the book and I go into the movie with you, but you have not read the book and you guys feel free to use the chat here. What is the difference between the two of us going into that movie? One has read the book and one has not. Is anyone catching what I'm... Have any of you? Expectations, yay, Heather. Okay, so I know what the plot is. I know what the story is. I know what the characters look like. And if, heaven forbid, right? Heaven forbid that director has any interpretation different than my brain did reading the book. I'm going to be, right? So like, I remember going to some movie and they, there were fans in front of us 
And um, I would guess they were single men in their 30s, very addicted to this this comic series. And during the movie, you could just hear him going, that's, that's not accurate. That's not accurate. Or like, no, no, right? And they were just so disappointed. Whereas I just sat there and I'm like, yeah, that was entertaining, you know? So what I'm trying to say is your life, your movie of your life, you are going through it. And if you are not accessing peace, it means that you are judging. You are judging your life and you are saying, I've read the book about marriage. I've read the whole Twilight series on marriage and this is not accurate. My marriage is not like what I know it should be. And that causes, what does that cause, ladies? When you look at anything in your life and you think that it should be different, how does that feel? Does it bring you peace? No, bring disappointment, yes. Disappointment, I love this, disappointment, disappointment. So you know how to be disappointed, right? Because you judged. So the first step is that comparison and judgment. Now, what your ego does is then you know this and you're going, oh yeah, I'm unhappy because I judge. So you're judging yourself for judging yourself. Instead of going, that, that book that your brain says, I know what marriage looks like because I've read the book. I know what parenting looks like because I've read the book. I know what a career should feel like because I read that whole series. Um, you didn't make up that book. The world did. So every thought that you have had is not an original thought. And first we go, oh, it's from your parents. So your ego was formed when you were a child and it's from your parent. But the thing is, they didn't invent that thought. And their parents didn't invent that thought. Thought is thought. And all thoughts are ego-based. So if it is a thought about identity or labeled, it is an ego-based thought, which means it's made up by man. So, so who you are is an eternal spirit, not a, not a human, okay? And all thoughts that have to do with labels and identities were made by the human, the ego mind, okay? I don't want to say, if I'm confusing you, you guys need to get in the chat and go, nah, I'm lost, okay? Um, who's with me so far? Give me a thumbs up if you're... Or how about give me a thumbs down if you're not okay at this point. Okay, thumbs up, we're okay. Any thumbs down? I'm checking in on everybody here. Yay, thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. Two thumbs up. Oh, Steph, you get the gold star for student of the night, right? Your ego's gonna love that. Okay, so, all right. If I, if my brain can remember. So take... And the reason why your ego loves to tell you that you're miserable because of you is because that's what ego does. So when you go, oh my gosh, I am comparing everything and it's all me, it's not you. I want you to think of those books, those, um, let's say before they could write, it was called an oral tradition. So those stories were passed down orally by words and they get ingrained in your DNA. So the story of starvation, the story of um, 
all of those stories that your brain is using to compare the world and go, oh, I know what, what this is supposed to look like and this, this isn't what this, this looks like, this is wrong. This person needs to be this color, this person needs to be this size, I need to be this, all those things, all, all ego. And it really helps to take that, what your ego does is making you a victim. And the reason why we love being victims is so we're gonna talk I'm gonna type in here and show you um, I'm, I know some of you are on your phones I love doing these on my laptop if you do have a computer or a laptop because first of all I can see your beautiful faces and second of all so you can interact um, on the chat but so the ego these are the egos order um, of how it fits in okay so first is special so that's like the best so ego looks around okay and it goes okay I can be the most special because if I can be the most special then I'm not gonna get kicked out of this tribe that's an oral tradition that story that if you don't fit in you're gonna get kicked out so let's say your ego looks around and goes wow i am not talented like these people i can't be special it's going to be different then it's going to try and be different and unique um like the funny one right like all of those things or you know i'm vegetarian i'm different than you i'm this i'm different that's all so what ego is if this is new for you Ego thought patterns are anything that you identify with yourself. Anything, anything that the world, because remember, this is all made by man. So saying this is your job and these are your children and this is my religion and this is my political affiliation and this is my past, um, this is my mental disorder, this is all those things. That's all ego, it's all ego identification. So if ego can't be special, then ego wants to be different. If ego can't be different, if it can't get attention that way, then it's gonna go getting attention negatively um, and then it's going to be um, a victim. So if the ego can't attention get attention by being superior, it will get attention by being superiorly miserable, okay? So, most people when they think of ego they think of like gaston right like the big tough guy but ego is also like eeyore like it's okay you guys can go without me i'm fine totally ego right because everyone's always thinking about that person so i didn't think we'd talk about ego today i'm always fascinated by what by what happens but these oral traditions are in your brain and they are like your computer so they're always looking for ways to judge the world so that you fit in. In my Bible dictionary, if you look up the word spiritual death, the definition is separation from God. What ego does is it, it's called duality. What ego does is says, you are different than me. I am different than you which means I, and the very root of that is I am different than God. 
and the the ego's theme song if there was a theme song like rocky eye of the tiger everyone knows the words this oral tradition has been passed down when you hear it you want to climb up steps and pump your arms everyone knows this the ego's theme song is i am not enough and this story that ego tells you is so pervasive when you live in the world it's like a goldfish swimming in water so if you wake up and the first thing you do is look at emails or social media you're swimming in the ego water of i am not enough and you are swimming in those stories where you are comparing everything that happens with those stories in your head and nothing is ever right One of my favorite quotes from Byron Katie is when I argue with reality I'm wrong but only 100% of the time. So you know how to be miserable and you know how to be anxious and you know how to do all of these things because that has been passed down to you because that was ego. And it, our world has been built from ego and it is falling apart. News flash, just look around. Okay? So it's good that it's falling apart. It's supposed to fall apart, but I want all of you here to know you are not here on accident. You did not stumble upon this course just hoping, oh, I hope this will help. You were called to this. This is so important that you access this inner power. and this inner freedom within you because you are going to be helping a lot of other people with this knowledge whether you ever talk to them or not doesn't matter because you healing and you removing those stories you 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 shine brighter and you affect more so whatever you decide to do for work won't matter if you do it from presence it is powerful because it is inspired which means it is filled with spirit because you cannot listen to ego and you can end spirit at the same time you are always making a choice so there's a quote that says live in the world not of the world okay in the world ego okay we know how to live in the world you know how to do that and you will be miserable it said they did a study every single person wants to make 30% more they think if they make 30% more they would be happy that's an ego story it's not true billionaires go man if i just make it 30% more it's not true because remember the ego theme song is i am not enough i am not peaceful enough i am not patient enough i am not smart enough i am not kind enough i am not quiet enough i am not loud enough i'm not fast enough i'm not patient enough i'm not i mean fill it in girls like this is pervasive this is the water you're swimming in when you are listening to music from the world and you're watching tv sh- tv from the world this is why i always recommend silent meditation uh meditation i mean first of all start with any meditation but silent meditation is so powerful because you are completely shutting off the world you're sh- closing your eyes you're not listening to anything and in the beginning yes silent meditation is kind of painful because your ego is going to get louder <laughs> but you get used to just ignoring it and letting it share 
and it starts to get more quiet. But how many of you, what would you say, and that is gonna be your homework this week, is I want you to come back next week and you don't have to share, but I want you to write down 20 things. I complain about blank because of blank. I complain about my husband because he doesn't finish projects. I complain about my body because it's not how I want it to be. I complain about money because it causes all my problems. I complain about myself because I can't be peaceful, right? I want you to write down 20 things. I'm gonna put that in here. Write down 20 things you complain about because you don't have to do, like some people will be like, well, let's figure out what happened in your life. I don't have to know what happened in your life. I don't have, you know exactly what needs to be looked at so that you can have peace by what pisses you off, what bothers you, little things and big things. Those are all signals showing you what stories you are believing. And I firmly believe, and it's okay if this is the first time you're hearing it or you heard it and you don't believe, your life is a reflection of what is going on inside of you. So those stories, so let's say you all have your own movie. This is the movie of Nicole. This is the movie of Christine. This is the movie of Heather. And I'm played by Sandra Bullock, by the way. No one else gets her. She gets to be me in my movie. <laughs> but this is your movie, okay? And you are not, yes, you are the actress, but you are also the director. You are the producer. So as much as you are looking at your life and saying, this isn't the book I read, this isn't how it's supposed to be, in some way or another, you have written this script, whether through generational stuff or through your own stuff. But this is, it's not a mistake what you're dealing with because it is what you need to forgive. There is something about your relationship with Source that you have to forgive. And this method cuts out um, so much other stuff. Not that that stuff wasn't important, and it isn't, but I feel like um, I remember learning in anatomy class in college that medical books come out like every six months. They're outdated like every six to nine months because of the new information. And I really feel like that. Like I just did a course and I already feel like the stuff in there is outdated with, <laughs> with what I know now. But we learn, even Jesus Christ, everyone, Buddha, they all learned step by step, line upon line. If you want to catapult, so if your ego is telling you, well, you really should be spiritual, so let's become spiritual. If you really wanted to let go of what you're holding on to, you might have a psychotic break. You might peel down too much ego at once, and that's not pretty. So let's be gentle. And I always tell everyone, forgiveness is a natural process. That's why we start with what you're complaining about, because what you're complaining about is what is ready for you to forgive and let go. So um, that's where we start. 
we start with that. And how I, the tools and the things that I use to stay peaceful because um, I have five kids and they're home. Like, so some of them are going to school just two days a week. Some are not. They're home a lot more than they usually would be this time of year. And it's actually been amazing. Yes, we have, I still am human, okay? And I still, that still happens. But if you know me, one of my favorite things to hear, which I think is a huge testimonial for presence, is people go, wait, Annie is like a mindfulness mentor? Like Annie, Annie that I know? Like super anal, judgmental, critical, I did it in a funny way, which is socially acceptable. That's what my ego say, but it's not. And I'm like, yeah, that's how much this stuff works is because again, it's removed everything that my brain was telling me I am. And I'm able to take a breath and realize I don't have to have the answers. I will never feel prepared to sit here in front of you. If I do, that's kind of a bad sign, honestly. but that my job is to just be open so that I can share with you whatever spirit needs to share with you. And that's always my prayer before I start is that whatever needs to be said for at least one person gets said today. Because the part of spiritual awakening, um, you wouldn't be listening to this if you're, if you're not dabbling in that, is once it starts, it doesn't stop. And it's really beautiful. You can stall it if you want, um, but it's inevitable. You're already on that way. So let's make it gentle and lovely. Um, So yes, ego is, um, it's funny because my ego tells me that when I teach this stuff, I should talk like Eckhart Tolle and I should be slow and thoughtful and Buddha-like. And that's just, you know, sometimes I am like that. And sometimes I'm not. I, I, pretending to be anything is, is ego. So <laughs> Heather, I love you, Heather. She goes, and I would stop listening. <laughs> right? Like my kids, um, I actually know something is spiritually on target if it makes my kids want to jump out of the car. So when Eckhart Tolle's voice comes on, they're like, oh my gosh, mom turn it off that's like horrible and if I put on like any scriptural thing they're like because their little egos are like revolt revolt so I'm like hey this is this is good we're on to something but again that's why I think information from plus emotion is long-term memory so I'm not going to be boring for you um but with this ego identity um if you guys have questions please put them on here do you have questions about ego what do you want to know um, because I've been talking about it so long, it comes to the point where I forget the, like the, the little basic things. But, um, and, and while you fill that in, if you have questions, I'll tell you a funny story that I just told my sister about ego. So remember, ego is identity. And when I closed my studio doors, I had a hundred dance students in our little town. And, um, I was living 100% through ego. I had been doing it all to be accepted and I had been doing it all for everyone else. And that is never a fun thing. 
And so I was willing because spirit was telling me this is not what you're supposed to be doing. And I had no clue what to do after this. But when I shut it down, I was like, okay. I was pretending to be a dance teacher. So I was wearing my hair a certain way and I was dressing a certain way. And with the girls, I would talk a certain way. So ego is um, still with me because when my, my daughter, Lucy, she's 15, when her friends come in the door who are 15 and a half, 16, I go, you know, I'll be like, someone get the door. And someone gets the door and I go, oh, hey, how are you? That's ego. Me switching roles, depending on who I'm talking to, is an egoic identity. So my goal is always to meet everyone with presence. I am meeting you. That's what namaste is. I, The light in me is, is acknowledging the light within you. This is not easy to do because the movie story that I was told, those books that I read was, people's worth is conditional. Okay? And so people go when it comes to the atonement and forgiving, they go, oh, well, yeah, those people did all those horrible things, but the atonement covers all of it. But they don't realize that the atonement covers all of the good things too, because those have nothing to do with you at all. You are immortal spirit. You were not born, you came here. You will not die, you will just transition out of here. So um, that ego identity. So when I got out of that ego identity, and I live in a small town with my husband, and we moved here when I was in high school, and I just never felt like I fit in. And which I think was a huge blessing. I tried to be a cowgirl, I couldn't swing it. I tried to do this, I couldn't swing it. I tried to be the perfect dance teacher. I tried to be the perfect mom and scrapbook. I tried to get rid of all of our plastic stuff and be a hippie. That didn't work. I think all of our glasses broke on our tile within like a week. And I'm like, screw that. Screw the environment, get the plastic, right? Like my sanity is worth more. <laughs> Anyways, so I've tried it all and none of it stuck. So that was great. But I told my sister back to the point, my family and I just went to Yosemite and Mammoth, which I grew up in Reno. And so that's really close to where I grew up. And we were on the mountain, okay? And I hadn't felt in my element in a really, really long time. Like feeling like home. Like put me in an REI, I am home. And I wasn't noticing it until my daughter and I were shopping. And we were checking out and, and I grabbed a bumper sticker. So if you want to know what ego is and do not feel badly, only your ego will tell you to feel badly if you have bumper stickers. But what bumper stickers are is ego. This is who I am. This is who my children are. This is the sports team we like, right? That's ego. This is, this is it. And I was checking out and I looked down and I was holding a mammoth bumper sticker. And not that it's a bad thing, but I was like, oh my gosh, I did not know that I still had this ego identity of being a mountain mama. Now there's nothing wrong with, you should wear the clothes you feel comfortable with. You should have the things that help you be the most that you are. If you ever wanna have help, I can teach you how to make money. I can teach you how to do all that crap. It's so easy. But there's no point if you're not going to be peaceful and have the spirit. So I saw myself holding this mammoth bumper sticker and I'm like, 
wow. And I just gently put it down. It was a really cute one, by the way. It would look amazing on my Suburban. I put it down and I was like, it's okay if I want that. I could still have it if I wanted to, but it was totally about identity because it would make me special. So I, I put it down. So recognizing that was awesome because I thought I was free and clear of that. Totally wasn't. That's why um, Eckhart Tolle said, you can choose your life's challenges or life will choose your challenges. And what we're seeing with millennials and kids is they're looking around and going, I have heard this story. I have seen how this movie ends and I don't want it. I don't want to get married because my parents are absolutely miserable. I don't want to have kids because everyone complains about how their hoo-ha is falling out and they have stretch marks and it's awful. I don't want to do, I don't want to participate in this subconsciously you're going I do not want to participate in this because it is miserable and so to realize that those are all projections what is outside of you and what is showing up in your life is a projection of your beliefs about yourself of not being good enough so you know we talk about systemic oppression systemic racism systemic sexism this is systemic ego the branches show differently right remember special different negative victim those are all the little branches and leaves and colors of ego the root is i am not enough and it's because you think you're separated from your source and the truth is you are not the only way you are separate from your source of who you are, which is amazing eternal spirit, is through your thoughts. The end. Ego lives in the past and in the future. Spirit lives in the present moment. Take a breath right now. A nice slow breath in through your nostrils. You can close your eyes if you need to. And exhale. What problems do you have right now? I don't have any. I'm here with amazing people and energy. I don't have to cook dinner right now. I don't have to do anything right now. That is the present moment. And we're going to do that at the end again. So FYI, you've been warned, in 14 minutes or 13 minutes, I'm gonna ask you to turn your video on. You've been, you've been prepared. So that is, yeah, that. there's so much, so many layers to this, um, but just recognizing ego and that we don't judge it. We get, we do not judge it because judging it makes it stronger. So this is a good question. Um, what is a good thought to get out of ego when you can feel it taking over? When I hear my ego getting loud, I want to get back to spirit, but struggle knowing what my thought direction should go. That's a great question. Um, usually when you're in an ego thought pattern, you are not aware of it. It's right after that you recognize it. When you are taken over by ego, remember you can't listen to spirit. So it's after, and this is where Byron Katie's work is phenomenal. We're going to talk about that next time. Um, when you are in it, you are in it. 
you wouldn't yell at a goldfish for breathing in the water, right? That's survival. But then when you step out of it, judging it and wanting to not be in an ego thought pattern is ego. Do you see that? Having a thought process that goes, how do I not think these ego thoughts is more egoic thought patterns. Do you see that? Do you guys see that? It's it's fascinating how tricky ego is. Okay? And I remember when I first learned that I was like, what? That can't be ego because it's me wanting to be a better person. It's me wanting to not be egoic. Only ego will tell you that. Spirit never tells you you have to be anything more. Spirit never tells you you have to be different ever. When you feel spirit, when you feel the inspiration, you are whole. So ego is a sneaky, sneaky thing. Um, so yes, when you recognize an ego thought pattern, let's say that happens. Um, you get cut off and you scream at the driver, okay? And then afterwards you go, oh my gosh, that was so egoic. I know that's ego now. How do I not egoically respond to the driver? And then you recognize, okay, that was an ego thought pattern about how I can do that. And you just recognize it. As soon as you can do that, it's okay if it takes 20 steps to not judge that you just saw, hmm, that driver cut me off and I yelled. Do you see the difference between I shouldn't have yelled at that driver versus I yelled and flipped off that driver? Hmm. I wonder how I can fix that. So different because we're just going from fact. Do you guys see the difference? And that's where Byron Katie's, you're arguing with reality when you say, I shouldn't be yelling at that person. That's ego. Instead of, wow, remember the reflection. So holograms, if I took, my husband has baseball cards. He's a huge baseball card collector. It's actually really fascinating. Um, and there's holographic little things. Now, if you take a hologram and I cut that hologram in half, the image will be on both sides. Okay, let's say I cut those other ones in half and I have four pieces. The image will be on all four pieces. The freaky deaky thing is science is catching up with all this spiritual mumbo jumbo. If I cut that into a million pieces, every teeny piece will have the image on it. So that's what I'm saying. Whatever is outside of you is what you need to forgive about yourself. Um, yes, I'm recording this. This is, this is getting recorded and you will get the email after um, with the link. So every million little piece will have that picture. That's why I'm saying this is why we don't judge the ego, ego because those... Um, what is happening is what you cannot handle about yourself that you believe. The ego story, remember, I am not enough. It is so deep and so uncomfortable. You can't handle it. So what we do is we put it outside of us. And my sister is single. So we were talking about this because she is legit one of the most loving and kind people I know. Um, and her ego went, you know what? I'm not going to put a lot of this on other people. I'm going to put it on myself. And so she was talking about 
soccer when men's the men's team plays this isn't a sexist thing we're just to say it's an ego thing because ego works in all kinds of ways when the men's soccer team plays against the women's soccer team if the men's team has a foul or messes up the man goes that was someone else on the team's fault okay ego will do that right that's everyone else's fault so those deep deep i am not enough wounds you put them on your thighs you put them on your mother you put them on the job you get fired from you put them on we put them on all kinds of things now the women's team they foul or miss a goal and the girl goes it was my fault it was me i did it right and the other girl goes no it wasn't you it was me so ego does that too and puts it on ourselves so those are those inner stories there you are and self sabotaging behaviors that is ego doing that to yourself so that's why i said we start with what you complain about um and oh that's a good question so when we talk about forgiveness ellie you're like three steps ahead i love you uh when we talk about forgiveness right now this step right now if this is new to you is you just watch without judgment cuz you can't just go from noticing ego to forgiving it so we start with non-judgment annie is really mean if i judge my ego so i'm not going to judge my ego this week and trust me when you start watching your ego it is a little overwhelming and ego will tell you you need to judge yourself for how pervasive it is in your life only ego wants you to do that we are going to look with love because remember this is a a movie script that has been written for generations and you're just in it we're not going to beat you up for being in it the way out of this is the george costanza way because look at your mother and your grandmother and your great grandmother and your great great grandmother you are probably the first woman in your family that has the freedom the time the knowledge and the guts to do it differently you are called to heal this when you forgive starting with non-judgment you are healing what your ancestors couldn't heal and what generations that will go past by you could not heal and time doesn't exist we're not going to talk about that and everything gets healed all at once don't go crazy it's okay you can email me if you hate me but it heals everything at once okay so we just start with non-judgment um there are ways um and little tricks that we're going to learn of how you can see your child self and help you forgive that um but that is that's a little advanced so and Ellie you have sessions so you need to use them and we'll we'll do that in your session um before we do a moment of presence i want to show you um this can be fun you guys you will not become weird if you do this stuff and you will become weird but the beautiful part is it will be more of who you are and who you are not and we're not supposed to take this stuff seriously only ego will tell you you have to heal perfectly and you have to forgive perfectly um and so i wore my shirt i got this on amazon if you want the link you are welcome to it because look at this puppy okay i have a cat on a llama unicorn on a donut floating in space 
with donuts and a rainbow because I cannot take myself seriously. <laughs> so this is to remind me that it's not my job to take myself seriously. It's my job to just show up even if I'm a llama unicorn with a cat, which by the way, my husband said the llama is molting. They probably should have picked a healthy llama. How would he know? He knows molting. Anyways, um, so your job is just to watch what bothers you without judgment this week. You can do it. I know you can do this. Okay, and then write down 20 and we're going to come back next week and whoever is willing to share, um, we're going to share some of those things, but we're also going to hold on to that list for the, our next session because you are going to start to, you're going to learn how to heal this stuff on your own because if there was a way for you to heal that was dependent on someone else that is a, in form, that would be super messed up. You don't need me, you don't need anyone else. This is within you, but it's awesome that we have each other, right? Because you could heal this on your own because it's within you. But when we do this, you go faster. Who doesn't like faster, right? We want faster. So we are going to, if you can, turn on your videos. I already see some beautiful faces. And your ego is probably going to tell you a lot when you see yourself. That's okay. In silence, what we're going to do is look at each face, including yours, without judgment. This is really beautiful, and I'm already crying because it's really powerful. It's okay if you find yourself judging. Release it and just look. We're not saying this person has brown hair, that person is wearing glasses. We're just looking at each other as spirit. I will watch the time and then uh, we'll end with a few words. your ego is trying to still label and identify and we just don't judge it for that but this is one of my favorite things to do because it really helps remind us that we are all the same and that's the beautiful part is the more we look at what needs to be forgiven inside of us it helps 
we all help each other in this. So, so beautiful. And that is something that you can do when you're driving. It's something you can do when you're looking at loved ones. It's something you can do when you're brushing your teeth is to look at this body reflecting without labeling it and without judging it, but just watching it. It's just, just a body. But at the same time, I don't know if you guys could feel that special feeling when we meet spirit to spirit. When I meet you ego to ego, it's gonna be nasty, okay? Because my ego will demand to be special or unique or negative, right? Like, you know, they used to say, if you don't have anything nice to say, come sit by me, okay? But when I meet you spirit to spirit, we are perfect and whole and wonderful. And my son is sitting. Do you see that? <laughs> it's like, Ree. so anyways, thank you so much for joining me. I know we started a few minutes late. I loved sharing this time with you. I loved making this course free because I am navigating the waters of having a new baby. Um, while homeschooling uh, during a pandemic. And so I am so grateful that I can share this time with you. Um, it's a great value to me. I, I get a lot just from you being here. There's no pressure for you to be here, but I, am, I enjoy it. If you find value in this, I have uh, PayPal and Venmo. It's Annie C. Levitt. And if you want to continue the cycle of the value, you are welcome to donate and you are welcome to not. It, there is no pressure here. I am so happy. And I actually had a really cool thing where the money was manifested that I had a goal that would, whenever I'm charging, it has to be worth it for me as a mom that I can use that money in some way to help, I call it, um, subcontract out things that take my time so that I still can be present as a mom. And I didn't want to charge for this course, but it's also a sacrifice. And then I, that money came to me in a beautiful way. So I'm so grateful to give it for free. And, but and money is energy and value. And so exchanging that is, is wonderful. And this sun is, is driving me crazy. So we are, it looks like, <laughs> so thank you for joining you will get the email sometime tomorrow and have fun with your homework and I cannot wait to see you next week and I already can tell this is this is a beautiful moment together so thank you for sharing it with me have a great night and don't judge yourself for judging yourself for judging yourself for judging yourself you are spirit you are immortal, you are whole, you are beautiful, and I'm grateful for you. See you next week.